Hola. I don't know why I said that. Hi, I'm Julie. <laughs> I tried to figure out what Spanish I know and that fell real flat. <laughs> Mi nombre es Julie. I don't know. Hi, my name is Julie. And I'm Lisa and we are questionably... Too sober chicks. <laughs> too sober chicks. Not too somber, too sober <laughs> chicks. Make sure you spell it right. Yes. Um, and the reason she was trying to say something in Spanish or any other language that we could think of was because we were just noticing some of the cities that have uh, tuned into our podcast from around the world. So we wanted to say hi to whoever's listening in uh, Wandsworth, United um, United Kingdom, Dillonvale, United States, hmm. Chicago, Portland, Tampa. There's a lot in the States. Burnaby in Victoria, BC in Canada. Excellent. Hi, Burnaby. Uh, Rettenberg, Germany. Yes. We have somebody from Hackney, United Kingdom. McKay, Australia. Hello, Aussies. And um, Jeddah, Saudi Arabia. That is amazing. Blew us away. Um, And Dublin, Ireland. Also equally as amazing. (laughs) (laughs) One person in Ireland wants to get sober. I love it so much. (laughs) So wherever you're listening around the world and tuning in uh, on our podcast, whether it's on iTunes or SoundCloud, we want to thank you for joining us. This really is a labor of love, our podcast, where we talk about um, things recovery, uh, being sober, uh, challenges, trials, how we've come to be sober and just sharing our experience. We are not professionals. No. We don't work in the field of addiction or recovery. We are experts in our own recovery. That's it. But whether or not you're listening for the first time and you don't believe that you want to be in recovery or you don't think you need to be in recovery, whoever you are, wherever you are, it's all good. You're all welcome. Yeah. And we hope that you find something and and take a little piece away with you at the end of this podcast. Yeah, and if you don't like it, turn it off. It's yeah. totally fine. Don't listen. We're, we're good with that. We can't see you anyways. <laughs> uh, you can also send us any questions, comments, feedback at the number two sober chicks at gmail.com. Yeah. All right, so getting into our next topic of the day, what have we chosen? Quality versus quantity. <sighs> yes, this has come up so many times. Oops, I just hit the recording station. Um, This has come up so many times over the course of uh, my recovery um, for many different reasons. Um, Sometimes it's uh, the way people behave. I remember remember a long time ago, somebody behaving in a way which I thought was bad at a meeting. I don't know if it was like insulting or abusive language, if they were cross-talking or cutting somebody else up for their share. Uh, But I was really angry when I left the meeting. And that's not how you're supposed to feel. (laughs) when you leave a meeting usually I feel a little bit better Um, but I went right to my sponsor and I'm like I can't believe it you know that this is a person at an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and they behave so poorly and he looked at me and he said some people are sicker than others Mm -hmm. and over the years I've come to understand that you know when you get into that a little bit deeper it just means that uh, you know, just because someone has a year or 10 years or 20 years doesn't necessarily mean that they are working a good program. They could just be dry as fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone is welcome. This is why it, it's such a slippery slope. You know, if I want to confront someone for what I think would be construed as preying on newcomers, for example, mm-hmm. 
it's like, what do you do in these situations? We have to understand that fundamentally because we're addicts, we have a mental illness. And some of us work a program and we're doing great. We know people that have a month, two months, six months, a year that have amazing recovery. And we know people that have one, five, 10, 20 that you just would not want anything that they have. (laughs) And it's hard because we want to look out for our friends in recovery and we want to look out for newcomers. And so what do you do when you're faced with a situation where you think someone's disruptive or inappropriate? It's really difficult. Um, Yeah. Because I, I know I'm a fixer and a protector. I want to protect the underdog. I yeah. want to help people. I want to take care of. Yeah. And that is something that I have to work on as part of my program yeah. of recovery is the live and let live. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not up to me. You know, yeah. I have a higher power for that. It's not up to me to decide, you know, what's okay and what's not okay for somebody else to behave. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, we're all here to get sober and to stay sober. And I... I also have come to believe that nine times out of ten, you don't need to tell people because they're going to recognize that crazy behavior anyway, right? Well, and hopefully they have a sponsor that recognizes that behavior and calls you out on it. I find, in my experience, several of the people that I find inappropriate in their behaviors and meanings, I will say, typically don't have a sponsor. Yeah. That's just my experience. Yeah. Which is why we, when we talk to a newcomer, one of the very first questions I ask is, do you have a sponsor? Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, well, why not? And if you are Get a newcomer, one. there is nothing wrong with approaching several people in a meeting and asking, what do you think about Lisa as my sponsor? What do you think about Julie as my sponsor? Mm-hmm. And see what they have to say. Yeah. Because typically members of a home group are like members of a family. And most of the time in a meeting, because we're, I, most of us are beholden to the spiritual principle of truth and honesty, we'll tell you what we think. Yeah. So if you're, be selfish with your recovery if you're new and you don't know who to sponsor, who you want to sponsor you. But you always give really good advice, Lisa, when you say, go to closed meetings and listen to people share. You'll get a really good idea of who works a good program and who's mentally stable enough to walk you through the steps. And if you're new, here's an example. I'm not going to give someone's share, but an example of maybe someone who isn't working the 12 steps in their everyday life is somebody who's coming to a discussion meeting and they're sharing about all the horrible shit that they've suffered and everything that's gone wrong and that so-and-so did this to me and victim, victim, victim. That's all I hear. Which is very different than I'm struggling right now. I'm having a hard time. This is weighing heavily on me. There's a big difference. Right. Between a share and Absolutely. a complain. And a complain. And a why. And you yeah. know what? Some people do have off days where they do complain. And that's mm-hmm. why you have to go to more than one meeting to hear what people have to say. Yeah. And if I'm working with a newcomer, I will say, you know what? If you want to go in and say, um, I'm really struggling in my relationship and, you know, I'm not feeling loved or whatever, uh, So, but I'm going to call my sponsor tonight when I get home after this meeting. Then you've just shared an example of action that Mm -hmm. you are willing to take in order to address a problem that you're having. Or, um, I had a really bad day. Uh, I'm only three months sober and all I could think about was drinking. Um, but I know from my experience and from the experience of others in these rooms, from what I've heard from people, that drinking isn't going to solve my problem. It's going to make it worse. It might take away the pain for a little bit, but then I'm going to have all this wreckage to deal with afterwards. So I know that's not right, the right solution, but I still f- 
feel really fucked up right now. Yeah, you want to listen for people that live in the solution and not in the problem. That's typically what you want to listen to. I know that I asked my grand sponsor if the person that who's okay so this is how do I say this the person I asked to be my sponsor I asked her sponsor first right what do you think about her sponsoring me she'd only had a year at the time and I knew the grand sponsor and the grand sponsor was amazing and she was like yep go for it it's a great idea mm-hmm. and so that happened to me yeah with one of my sponsees somebody came to me and said I'm thinking of asking one of your sponsees to be my oh, sponsor yeah and I was like, that would be amazing. My sponsor, my sponsee had never sponsored anyone yet, uh, was just over a year sober. And I was like, yeah, I think that's perfect. And you know what? At the end of the day, you're not alone. You're not just getting her experience. You're getting my experience that I've gotten from my sponsor and yes. so on and so on. And, uh, and you know, at the end of the day too, I always tell people if it's not working out or you don't feel like yeah. you're getting what you need from me, or you feel that you've grown beyond what I can offer you in your spiritual and, uh, addiction recovery, then by all means, if you find someone else in the rooms, mm-hmm. then go ahead and get a new sponsor mm-hmm. and I will lovingly let you go and send you off with, uh, well wishes. Yeah. That's all I want. I want the people who I come in contact with to have the quality of life that I feel I have today. And it's not your responsibility anyways what their response is. No. If they're devastated or not, that's not on you. No, that's probably says a lot about their program. And maybe <laughs> that's why you're moving on. <laughs> um, and, and we wanted to talk too about quality versus quantity of sobriety. I did have a newcomer come to me a little while ago and say that somebody with a lot of sobriety had suggested to them that maybe they should pick someone else as their sponsor. Um, that, you know... It's unsolicited advice, first of all. If you had gone to them and said, hey, what do oh. you think? Um, so be, be mindful of that when someone offers unsolicited advice. You might want to check it with somebody else. And secondly, um, I know this person's sponsor through their program of recovery and action. And they might only have a few months of sobriety, mm-hmm. but they are working an amazing program. They're sober. They show up. Um, they behave wonderfully in meetings. Um, they don't disrupt meetings, uh, they do service, they're very active, and I think they have an amazing program. So uh, it doesn't matter how long you have, it's what you do with the time that you do have. And we talked about when we were on our trip to Dr. Bob's home, you know, we learned about how people would come in and go through the steps in like a couple of days to a week. Oh, yeah. And then get down and... One night in the detox, all 12 steps. Yeah. By the way, we live podcasted from Dr. Bob's house. If you want to see what his porch looks like, it's on our Facebook page at Two Sober Chicks. Yeah, check it out. Um, Oh, and you wanted to mention about Bill sponsoring Dr. Bob. Yeah. He didn't have months, years of sobriety. No, not the first several hundred members, maybe even thousands, I don't know, did not have the benefit of somebody who'd been, first of all, they didn't have the benefit of meetings, a lot of them. It just, there was no meetings. You had the book, that was the program, you worked it, hopefully maybe you knew someone that had worked it too, you wrote to head office in New York, but um, what was I saying? About um, Oh, they didn't have the benefit of having someone who had five years, or maybe even one year. So it's all trial and error. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to trip. You're going to mess up. Nothing's undoable. We're, we love to help people. We're a a group of happily messed up, honest people. It's all good. 
And if someone gives you advice or an, a suggestion um, and you're like not so sure about it, then check it out with a few other sober yeah. members of your group. You know, so-and-so suggested that I do this or I try this or they suggested that maybe I'm doing this wrong. Check it out with a few other people. It's easy as a newcomer to look at someone and think, oh my God, they have five years or, oh, I should do everything this person says or maybe they're right. Yeah. But this is where we have to break that belief that existed so strongly in our addiction, which is that we're alone and we have to do this and we're responsible and we have to save ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's why the fellowship is so important because it's like, no, you can't do this alone and we're going to help you. And for the most part, the negative experiences I've had in AA are literally less than 1% of the last seven years I've spent in it. Yeah. They're very, very rare in my experience. That just reminded me of one of our most listened to podcasts is the one about weirdest thing to happen at a meeting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you people are sick. Morbid. Yeah. <laughs> you listen to the one where you think you're going to get the juiciest dirt. Yeah. We should come up with some super racy titles. Juicy. Well, God-sized hole seems to be doing well. I know that's well. <laughs> quite a popular one as well. <laughs> Tea and shit is another popular yeah. one. Apparently you like it when we swear. Yeah. Um... And another... Uh, the next one should be like, Lisa and Julie, get it on. Triple X, 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 double X. What was I going to say? You threw me off, Julie. Tea and shit? Tea and shit. No, it was something Swearing. about quality, oh. um, sponsorship, sobriety. I don't know. It'll come to me eventually when I hit stop on You'll be like, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh... This musical break. <laughs> I could never be on Jeopardy because the moment that tune started, oh my god, I panic. Panic. Yeah, goes out of my brain. No, whatsoever. I couldn't do it either. I can't. Anyway, obviously it wasn't that important, and I think that maybe it means that we're supposed to end the podcast okay. here. Okay, short and sweet. Yeah. I'm Lisa. I'm Julie. Thanks for listening to Two Sober Chicks. Bye.